This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. By now, you've probably seen ads about the water contamination at Camp Lejeune everywhere. People who got sick after drinking that toxic water are now able to seek repayment for their medical costs because of a new law, the PACT Act. What those other ads don't tell you is that because the PACT Act is a fresh law, it's important to find an attorney who understands the new claims forms. There is a limited time to file your Camp Lejeune claim, so you need a lawyer who can get it right the first time. The experienced team of attorneys at SickMarine.com is ready to file your claim. They will fight for you, and they won't take no for an answer. Sign up at SickMarine.com. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very different episode of the Reds Report. As you can see, there's four of us on the show. We have Carlo van der Water in, as always. Carlo. Live from my bedroom, guys. How are we doing? Carlo, yeah. I bet you've never had this many people in your bedroom before. Let's not talk about that. We'll leave that for after the show, yeah. (laughs) Also on the show, we have our resident comedian. Apparently, he's uh, meant to be funny. Pete Selwood. Yeah, cheers, mate. Currently out of work, comedian, but you know, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> tough time, mate. That light in that room looks brilliant. You look like a, a model. <laughs> yeah, it's my missus's um, Instagram studio. If I'm honest with you, you look <laughs> well. <laughs> you look well. Maybe you, you should just stay model, there for I the rest of your life. Also, look at that. I didn't realise people would be looking at me. <laughs> also on the show, we have Barnsley FC's official artist Ben Mosley. Good afternoon, Ben. How you doing, mate? You're right. Thanks for joining us. Cheers. You couldn't get more red than uh, than your selection of uh, clothing today. <laughs> no. Well, you know, trying to uh, tell everyone who I support. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to take Red's report. So I need to wear everything red. Everything red. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, yeah, I didn't get the memo, by the way. Why, <laughs> I didn't realise everyone was wearing like all the Barnsley. Gear. I have to say, I'm wearing my fit red training kit. Chris Dunsley, <laughs> Ben, uh, yeah. Uh, what's on your T-shirt, uh, Pete? We might as well ask you. What does it say? Uh, it's the Simpsons thing from the Monorail episode. Yeah. I used to watch. Um, I used to watch Simpsons when I was twelve, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> for all, for all the family, uh, not got, you not got Disney Plus. <laughs> all thirty series, mate. Oh goodness me! Right then, Ben. Uh, it's very clear to me that you have not got an accent similar to mine, Pete's, and well, certainly not similar to Carlo's. Right. What is your affiliation with Barnsley? How, how's that happened? Well, my dad's from uh, Cuddeth, as they say. Uh, you know, so 
when my grandma was alive um, in 1988, 87, 88, he took me to watch them play Hull City. And I, I stayed with him ever since uh, in the days of Alan Clark with Steve Cooper uh, when he used to do his somersaults. And uh, unfortunately, the first game I went to, we lost 2-0. Uh, I couldn't understand why, because we were above Hull, Hull City in the table. I didn't know how football worked then. I just automatically thought that if you were above a team in the table, you'd win the game. You know, obviously it doesn't work like that. But as a six, seven-year-old, you know, your brain doesn't always think that way. But um, yeah, they played in the famous Lion Kit zigzag strip. Wow. And that was my first ever one. And I was the only one, I think, at my school down in Hertfordshire that had that had that kit. Everyone else had Liverpool kits at that time because they were the same. <laughs> Same fans three years later went to support Man United, so I still had my zigzag strip. Yeah, always stuck, Barnsley. Brilliant. Um, how are you feeling about what's going on at the minute? Have you been keeping busy? Uh, it must be difficult being an artist. You can't get out and about and stuff. Or no, well, I mean, obviously the advantage of being an artist is that you you can still paint, but um, being a live painter, being a live artist painting in front of uh, of audiences in London, um, that's obviously gone now and. Uh, a big disappointment going to the Olympics as the Team GB artist I was one of them one of the official artists for Team GB would have been great and was looking forward to that but that's now on next year but I think the main thing is that everyone just keeps safe uh, at the moment and um, you know hopefully we will come through this and then when we do there'll be a big celebration let's hope yeah, yeah fingers crossed Pete you're uh, also struggling at the minute you're not getting out and about in front of people shit, you're, mate. That's... <laughs> you're, you're also, uh, you're also you, in bother have you annoyed your missus yeah, yeah, yeah. quite a lot yet? Or? I, you know when people say like, oh, it's it's bad that we're all isolated and stuff. Like I, me and my missus have just moved in together, and suddenly like I am out of work. She's been sent home. She's doing work from home, and we're just in the house constantly together. There's a <laughs> lot of ta- there's a lot of time. You know when you first move in, it's like oh you're getting to know each other. And all that. No, we are constantly in each other's pockets. It's all right. We've got Disney Plus now, so we're okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm applying for jobs that I think I'm better than. But apart from that, you know, it's fine. It's good. You're keeping busy then watching Disney Plus is what you're saying. Uh, Disney Plus football manager, mate. That's it. That's how I'm spending the days. Well, you've been working on Ben then to keep busy. Have you got something on at the minute? Yeah, currently working on a painting for the British rowing team. Um, like I say, like we were talking earlier, the plan is to sort of um, sell the original mates and prints in, in um, sort of association with the British rowing team. But we'll wait and see what happens now. That that will obviously come a bit later, I would think, because of what's happened. But um, yeah, so basically doing that, the football manager game. Yeah, I'm still playing. I actually play that 97-98 one sometimes. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 98 um, when it's just like flat when you score it's just a flash at the bottom there's no <laughs> it's basic, but I love it because I'm, I'm not clever enough to do the new football manager I tried it once and I was just so uh, inadequate at it. I just thought I, I can't it, it took me three hours just to do one training session so I thought oh, I'm not, I've got to stop this so yeah. get, you, get your do. assistant to do it Hire a good assistant. The assistant can run the training sessions. Get a good head of head of youth development in. Get it sorted. Get a good coaching team around you. You can focus on other things. I have your... a lot of time on my hands. Who's you, who have you employed as your assistant? Who's yours? Uh, well, I'm at Wrexham at the moment. Are you? I've managed to get Paul Lindsay in at League Two level. Um, <laughs> he was not happy about it. It took him ages to get him in. 
He's Pauline Sever happy. I think the club's outgrowing him over time. Um, looking to move him on soon. I mean, if we get to if we get to League One level, I just don't think he'll be at that level anymore. But you know, we, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it with Paul. Ben, I um, I agree with you in terms of the technology's moved on a bit and it's a bit yeah. difficult. I've got the football manager for the um, iPad and it's the oh. mobile version. It's only about eight quid. Much easier. Not as many options. Yeah. And, uh, you still feel like you know what you're doing, even though really you're not doing much. <laughs> and you can get stuff. Do you remember, that, do you remember that kids' comment you made about the Simpsons earlier, Chris? That's what I yeah. just thought about you. Get the proper <laughs> game, the man's game. <laughs> well, Pete, I um I got us promoted uh, back to Championship in the second season, and we won at Wembley again as well. So. Uh, there well, you go. All I heard, all I heard then was I was relegated in my first season. <laughs> I, I battled bravely against relegation, though, Pete. That's what they asked. You can uh, only deliver well, on what's asked. I'm, I'm extremely proud that you're all playing football manager. I am. I'm still working from home eight hours a day. I'm looking after. I'm looking after my ill mother-in-law. Um, right. Single-handedly, I'm trying to. Uh, gain victory over the Germans in World War Two as I'm playing Elite Sniper 4 on an evening when everybody <laughs> else has gone to bed. So, you know, I'm allowing you the opportunity to play football manager here. Chris, we've all got our, well, you know, we, we've all got our uh, cross to bear, mate, you know. Some of us are in the middle of uh, quite a big top-of-the-cable clash against Port Vale at the moment. So, you know, we've all got going on. Oh, I'm stuck in 2002 with my season. Barnsley are in the Premier League fourth. I've taken them to fourth. That's decent. <laughs> Champions League football heading your way, Ben. Uh, back, back then, it wasn't. I don't think they're it was in the top three. Yeah. The cup then. I'm, they're in the UEFA. I got to the UEFA Cup final against Marseille and we lost in the last minute. But I've got. I've just signed Ronaldo. You know, not not Cristiano, the other one. Oh, the one that wore it. Uh, PSV. Yes. Yeah. 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 PSV. Yeah. All his career, and you've gone the one who's at PSV. Yeah, Real Madrid. <laughs> what is outstanding? Real career, Madrid. Barcelona. Yeah, Inter Milan. Yeah. I saw him at PSV. <laughs> oh yeah, well you know why that is, Carlo, don't you? Have I told you where I'm from? Are you Dutch? <laughs> ben, no, you, 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 you what, Carlo? You talked earlier about um, your first Barnsley match. How did that association come about then, from watching that match all that time ago to becoming the club artist and the work that you've done? Um, you know, when you look at the, the, the murals, sort of like Ponty End in the East End, how, how did that come about? Well, basically, um, in 2008, 2007, 2008, I approached the club then um, uh, in my sort of early 20s, mid 20s. And um, Darren Hay was uh, the sort of marketing manager then. And um, we did a little bit then for a couple of years. And then I had to go away and, and do other things to sort of build up my career and um, stuff with Wembley, stuff with the Olympics in 2012. I did a bit with Manchester United and McDonald's. Um, and then I just reapproached the club. I think the club got me involved. David Wood, I think, pushed hard for me, basically recommended me to the club for the Heritage Project. Yeah. So back in 2016, 17, um, I got, re got involved with the club again and did several paintings for the Heritage Project, celebrating different moments. Of, uh, of, of you know like Hamill's goal against Millwall when we won the FA Cup in 1912, um, did a few paintings of miners sort of walking to the walking to the game, walking to the ground, and and just several different paintings, and it just went from there really. And I just you know loved the club, and um, it's my always been a, my passion, Barnsley Football Club, and I, I wanted to do something for the fans. You know, I wanted to you know. 
take all the experience I'd learned from doing my murals with Wembley and doing the mural at the Olympics and do something for the fans at Oakwell. And um, obviously Barnsley were really supportive and gave me a blank canvas on the, the Ponty end to go and do it. And um, it was a great experience. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It's my favourite piece of art that I've ever done, I think. I think it's my favourite piece of art I've ever seen as well, uh, Ben. It's absolutely wonderful. It's stunning to see when you go in. Pete, have you have you observed it much? Uh, I haven't ever been in the. I've never sat in the Pontian apart from friendly games. To answer with you, I would suggest, really, I would suggest really getting in there just to have a quick glance. I, I went to. I, I have no it's... doubt that the art is unbelievable, but is it worth? Having people around me going Garrett Forrard all fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> it depends what kind of atmosphere you want to be in. They've, uh, they've certainly looked after that uh, piece of art in Pony End. I think a lot of people worried that it, were, it might be yeah. defaced, or, but people have respected it. I think a lot of people love it then. No, I'm glad they do, you know, because it was so they did it. And uh, you know, it's nice that we're probably one of the only clubs in the country that's got something like that. So it's, you know, it's an honour to do it and hopefully the fans will continue to enjoy it. And, uh, oh, it's my dog. <laughs> Is it Toby Tyke? She's, uh, she's a puppy. She's only right. She's just down. Oh, she's, she's hidden. She's gone. We live in a really old house. So um, it's about 600 years old down here this house and she barks at anything and it's quite worrying sometimes <laughs> I can't see <laughs> have you um, have you bought plenty of paintbrushes uh, Ben in anticipation of the West Stand being redeveloped because I would imagine that'll be a very busy summer for yourself once uh, once there's a bit of plaster on the wall there well if they want me I mean obviously the club it's up to the club really they might want to give the opportunity to somebody else to do something but um, if I'm here and you know, and they want me, and I'll always make myself available for the club, and I'd love to do more with them. They know that, um, so it'd be great to do something more. But uh, we'll have to see. Do they have plans for the West End? Then do they? Well, there's always rumblings and rumours, isn't there? But I think that's that's where okay. the development would, probably would stand if it were to come at some point. I think we're due with that, aren't we, Pete? Yeah, I mean, I I really like the West End. I think it gets a lot of flack. Yeah, I, I do. I think there's, there's a real there's a magic to it. It's the nostalgia element, and yeah. I think this. I I change little things, but I wouldn't. Ch the more you change it, the more you get rid of like a yeah. lot of people who come to Barnsley like the look of that stand because it reminds you of the old. And I like going upset. I like the wooden seats. I actually think they're comfier. Yeah, I used to sit there with my dad for years, and I love it. Like pulling the seat down, it stays down, and you know, it's. There's. I used to sit there when I was from like age eleven to eighteen. And it just like it was always the same people, you know, like the old idea of like the best fans are the ones who are the loudest and giving it the big and no, it's the old bloke who's been there for 20 years and he's still having his cigar at half time because who's going to tell him the smoking ban exists? That yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> I, I love it, man. I, I really like it in there, but I think I it just, needs, yeah, we spent, I mean, the, the toilets have got a roof now, so that's that's an improvement, isn't it? But other than that. <laughs> I mean, I think there's quite a lot of space at the back of there, isn't there, Carlo, that we probably could develop maybe fan zone or something like that, possibly in future. Yeah. Well, pads would be perfect for that. Do you in know what the, I mean? um, we'll get all the pads. In the old Patrick Crine days, when we interviewed him, um, they actually put a bid in. You know, the school that is behind the West End, well, that was there, um, they wanted to buy it and uh, build something on there. And then the council knocked it back, saying it had to be something educational. So they came up with the idea of doing the classrooms at the bottom and apartments at the top for like the scholars and, and people that they're bringing in. 
and it was still battered back by the, um, by the by the local authority. So I think the present board's probably saying that when things are better, well, when we start playing football again and things are better, I think the plans for the West End are um, to modernise it, but also to make it... Um, they, were, they were talking about some sort of player's bar, weren't they? All glass yeah. out on the pitch. I'm, I'm not sure. I, I agree. With, I, I like the fact that you've still got those toilets. Toilet, is it? It's a wall, basically, with a roof on now. <laughs> Um, that authenticity of 20,000 cables sort of overhead, you know, um, and I, I quite like that. And on the other hand, I think, why, why would why would you do that when, let's face it, we can't fill it as it is now. It's a bad, very valid point, yeah. on, on something that, who's going to say, oh, well, if they do the West End, I'm going to sit there. Well, I'm sure Chris probably would, but you know what I mean? I quite like it. That's, that takes you back to how it was. The letters that should have been painted 12 years ago in the bright red, that are slightly going green and yellow. That, that's that's our stadium, isn't it? <laughs> uh, last segment then with you, Ben, uh, before we say goodbye so you can get back to working very hard, as always. Um, we're going to do like a Room 101, but obviously we can't have Room 101. It's a bit of a, bit of a rip-off. We'll do Room 102 of football. So anything that you would like to disappear from football, the issue is you've got to put your case forward and me, Carl and Pete, between us, have got to decide that it's worthy of being eradicated from football forever. Have you got something in mind? I think uh, watching the games this season, one thing that we seem to have um, come across is a lot of inconsistent refs. Um, I'd like to get rid of that, to be honest, because I think we have really, really struggled with consistent refs. Um, The game against Charlton away, the referee was awful. I mean, uh, the tactics that Charlton... (laughs) used in that second half was just oh, it was awful to watch so I think some of the refs that we've had to deal with are off the Disney Plus channel so I'd uh, I'd, not... know. I'd like to point out that this, this programme is not sponsored by Disney Plus but I think it's got about five minutes <laughs> it's available <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, you know they've got a lot of money haven't they so <laughs> it's only 60 pounds for the work well Sorry, Pete, is it worthwhile looking? We know the Premier League has got professional referees. We know that in the Championship and in League One, a lot of them, obviously, they get a, a an allowance, but they're not necessarily full-time refs. Is that something, if there is so much money in football, should we be looking at that? So the standard is. Because if I don't perform consistently on a weekly or daily basis, my boss will have me in the office and say, right, this job's not for you, off your toddle. But mm. with referees, it seems very much that, you know... If you have a bad match, let's say you made a couple of mistakes, well, you're going to League Two a couple of weeks and then you come back. There is no consistency, is there? And there is no way. I go back to Holland a couple of years ago, and I've said it before, but I like it. At the end of the match, there is always a post-match press conference with both managers. In Holland, for a long time, the referee had to come as well to explain the decisions that he made. I'm I'm, I'm a huge fan of that. I'm a a fan of uh, referees being mic'd up. I think that that makes sense. You see a lot of... uh, Clips coming from like the A League in Australia with the way they explain the VAR decision while he's watching it at the side, the uh, side of the pitch, so everyone is aware of what he's exactly looking for, rather than just showing it on TV and going like, "All right, this is a, we'll guess what they're looking at." He talks you through step by step, and then after the game. Also, I think the referees actually did more after the game and explained what their opinion of it was. It, it humanises them, for one, because I do think we expect them to be robots. And after, and you go, oh, well, they understand it. And if they explain it, also a lot of things, like fans don't know the laws anymore. But, you know, ball to hand hasn't been a thing for about 20 years, right? 
And everyone always says, oh, it's ball to hand. Mm. No, it's not a thing. It doesn't matter. But people act like it's the thing. Same with like, um, oh, you can't go through the back of him. That's nothing to do with tackling anymore. That was a thing from about 15 years ago. But yeah, I think I think the referees just... I, I'd like them to be more involved in the game and the fact that they're mic'd up. You can hear what they're saying. But TV people don't have that. Cause then, but also that stop footballers disrespecting the referee and stop footballers swearing if they're on TV. Because if Sky hear you swearing, you say fuck on Sky, that's a massive fight. Then suddenly they'll come down and it won't happen again. We're not doing this live, are we? It's yeah. I think my view on it is I feel quite sorry for referees. I feel in this country, the leadership yeah. of the referees is, is horrendous. You, you know, you get the, the, the head who's in charge of VAR, I've, I've forgotten his name, uh, absolutely making an, a mockery this season. He's made, he's made such a mess on it. And so many times he's sold his own referees up the river and blamed it on them, even when they've been applying yeah. it as they've been asked to apply it. Um, and I know that it's working really well in, in US VAR, VAR. Guess who's in charge of that? Howard Webb. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Intelligent man. Ah, he's good. good decision. Good decision maker. Good yeah. communicator. It worked. I guarantee he will be in this country in the next two years because we need him. We need good leadership. And I think he's the man. Ben? 90% the refs are brilliant. Like, you know, you watch them and they, there's decisions they get right at that speed. They're unreal. And I think, wow, you know, they, they do a great job. It just seems that we've been unfortunate um, slightly this season. I don't know why. We just... It's just a it's obviously just a coincidence, but you know I'd like I'd like to see us get a few more decisions. I mean, let let's take it.
keep a positive attitude to them that obviously like you just said if they are in construction or in a in a in a workplace where they're not quite sure what to do to try and keep their hopes up and you know that we might actually get back training soon at least if there's no season to to carry on uh, Pete's been keeping himself busy Lee by playing lots of football manager um, he's currently managing Wrexham. Pete, I just wondered if your Wrexham side could beat Leeds Woodsboro Bridge side. What my second in League Two Wrexham side, Chris, that have just absolutely demolished the Vanarama National League. Well, you know, they're <laughs> coming really, really. You know what's sad? Like some of them, I've like Googled them because I don't know who they are, but now I'm Googling them and learning out like that about the lives. It's something to do with. <laughs> So, I mean, Lee, Lee, if you were, if you, ever need, if you ever need an assistant, Lee, you know to call. Yeah, he seems to know what he's on about when he's Googling players and that. So, yeah, he seems. He seems. Well, I, I, I like to know their personal lives before I put them on the pitch. You know what I mean? I like to know that they're settled with their wives and families before, you know, I make them move to North Wales. It's a big change for them all. And just some of the Somalian lads that I've signed, you know, it's a big, it's a big cultural difference, North Wales. <laughs> so it, it certainly is from yeah. Yorkshire, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. So Lee, since you arrived at Woodsboro Bridge then obviously you've been involved in recruitment and stuff like that. How yeah. have you been how long have you been there now? Um just under three this is just under three seasons, mate. Yeah, so you can't have the excuse that they're not your players anymore. They're, they're pretty no. much your all your recruitment. I I'm assuming Yes, yeah, every, everything and to be honest, we we we've we've hit a bit of a, a structure up with um this Shadow Scholars, um, which has really benefited the lads that have come down, benefited us. Uh, the lads that have come down have all impressed me. Um, and hopefully that is something that we can build on. Um, that, that's, again, something that's frustrating that you get these young lads down that are really, really good. Um, obviously, just not quite there ready for professional level. But the, the, the then get shoved into the man's game, they rough and tumble and they learn that side of the game and it, it's benefiting both both parties really. What about, what about from a club perspective though? Because obviously there's no football so there's no spectators. What about from a financial point of view? Because clubs like Wordsworth, they'll be suffering with this, won't they? Yeah, it's been catastrophic to be honest with, with the floods and also um, lack of games. I think we've played one home game in the last probably nine, ten weeks, which, like you said there, there's still bills to pay from the under-nines up to the first team. So it, 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 it's a vital time that um, the club's put out a Just Giving page um, that you can get on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And even as little as a pound, everybody that donates it really helped the club a lot because we, we work on probably the lowest budget in the league. Um, yeah. So we, we have to survive on players buying into what I believe, what the club believes. So we survive on the gate, the people coming through the gates really. And obviously the lack of that all since the turn of the year has been horrendous. Pete, have you got uh, any questions for uh, Lee? Would you like to pick his brain regarding management? You know, maybe build upon your profile a little bit. <laughs> well, you know, I think well the Wigan have just called come calling on me game, mate. So I think I know the management game. <laughs> well, it's like the, the youth recruitment then, because like, I, I used to play for Wasbridale briefly when I was young. So is it, it is Bridgedale and Connor wrong there, are they? 
they still exist, don't they? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rough round there. I remember we used to play against when we played <laughs> Dale versus <laughs> Dale versus Common. Like I didn't, I didn't really know because I wasn't from the area. But like I turned up and it was like turning up at El Clasico. All parents like giving each other shit. And you're like, you all go to the same school. Calm down, lads. <laughs> and because I wasn't from there, I was playing against this lad. I've been kicking him all game as well, like proper giving him a kick in. And then at half time, uh, one of the lads who were hardest on our team by a country mile, this lad called Wally, he came up to us and went, I'd leave him alone, mate. He's a psychopath. Yeah. Second half, you will ever see him as well. He was going around. Just... So, Pete, unbelievable Pete, second half, the boy. Pete, just to clarify, what, what was your question again? I've got. I've got um, lost in that. I don't know. What are you questioning? There wasn't a question. I just wanted to relive my youth, to be honest with you. It's a Lee. We're all. <laughs> Lee. That's just a day in Barnsley, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> before you leave today, sure, mate, we just wanted to ask you um, if you were to get rid of something from football, it could be anything, it doesn't have to be physical, to put in room one or two. Uh, me, Carl and Pete will decide and then that will be eradicated from football forever, we promise. Right. Take a gamble. Don't just say it's easy. <laughs> if it weren't for me, there's only one thing and that's referees, to be honest. <laughs> and that, that is to save me a fortune because I could buy, I could have bought a mansion for what I paid to FA about my fine. So it would definitely be uh, the referees, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. We've just had the we've just had referees from his previous guests, so there's a bit of a theme forming. Do you think that they get everything wrongly, or do you think it's just yourself? I, t- I tell you what, that, and I'm going to put it out there that there's there's a few women referees at the level that was was um, playing at, and the women referees are far best the refereeing above the men because yeah. there's no chip on the shoulders, there's no. Hear that. That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. It's the 90th minute. All your mates are around. You've got your McDonald's share boxes ready to go. Ian's already got booked for double dipping. And Steve has stolen the last nugget. You're snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? You reds? At participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Talk Sport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network. <laughs> 